Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Cast on AM 970, The Answer, a fantastic show for you tonight. Listen, they're all fantastic, well, at least to me. Uh, we got a craft beer guest that will be joining me this hour and some news and notes to get to, two segments of that, of course. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albert, G at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. The uh, first single from uh, the record company's 2018 studio album, All of This Life, that's called Life to Fix. What a great tune. It's a, th- these guys, it's a three-piece set, guitar, bass, and drums. Uh, I have got to see these guys uh, in October. They're going to be in town in October. Um, uh, with my buddy Mark. He's the one who turned me on to them. They are fantastic, great stuff. I know they were featured on uh, another radio station on uh, Outside the Box a couple of weeks ago. Definitely want to check them out. The Record Company, if you're looking for something funky, cool, blues, kind of a little jazzy, um, definitely something that you want to check out. The Record Company, real good stuff. And they record, from what I understood from the interview, they were their first album they basically recorded in their house. Uh, and put it out. So that's pretty cool. It's a, it's a unique sound. You definitely want to check it out. Now, my guest tonight on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Brett Bullock. He's the head brewer owner of Screamin' Hill Brewery out of Cream Ridge, New Jersey. He's going to join me about 20 minutes from now. Uh, we've talked to Brett before. Actually, talked to him in, during the first year that this program was on. Haven't really uh, had him, haven't had him back on since. And um, was down at the farm a couple of weeks ago. I was going to a graduation party uh, at my aunt's house, who also lives in Cream Ridge. She lives not too far from the farm. And uh, Brett was there. We had a nice little conversation. I was picking up some beer there because he only distributes his beer at the farm, whether it's in growler form or in cans. He now has some of his beers in cans. Uh, the one that I picked up was the Wheat Did You Say, which I reviewed on last week's program, uh, which is their uh, one of their popular IP, uh, IPAs. It's a low uh, ABV, about 5.5%, but very easy drinking and good, and Brett does a fantastic job. So when we last talked to Brett, um, he was at about, I think, 50 or 60% of the ingredients on the farm were being used in the beer, and he was hoping within – you know, a year and a half, two years of the brewery being started, that he would be at as close to 100% as he can. So we'll check in with him about that, what beers he has coming out uh, in the near future, plans to expand, et cetera, et cetera. This is a great little farm, Bullock Farms, uh, which is where Screaming Hill Brewery is located. It's uh, right past Great Adventure. If you're uh, if you know where Six Flags Great Adventure is in Jackson, New Jersey, 
go right past Six Flags. Don't go in. Just go down. continue down that road. The first right that you can make, you make the right, you follow that along, you'll pass a horse farm. Get past a horse farm, you'll see a cemetery on your right-hand side. You make the right, and the farm is right there. You can't miss it. It's an enormous farm. They do a great job with pumpkin picking uh, and a fantastic pumpkin patch. Uh, they do Christmas trees as well. And when the season ramps up, obviously, in the fall, they have fresh vegetables and stuff uh, that they have for sale, et cetera, et cetera, things to do for the kids. So uh, it is definitely something to, to look at. They're only open. The brewery's only open on Fridays and Saturdays. So definitely if you want to go pump, uh, pick pumpkins, you definitely want to do it on a Saturday because afterwards you can go stop and have a beer at Screaming Hill Brewery. But we'll get to that in oh, about 18 or so minutes from now. News and notes, though, lots of stuff going on. Uh, with not only in the state of New Jersey, but nationally as well. But one that is uh, very important that I think if you want to support the military and if you're looking to support veterans, uh, this is great. Backward Flag Brewing uh, out of Forked River, New Jersey. They have announced a forward assault can series. They uh, they started uh, canning their beer, uh, this particular beer, back on uh, June the 18th. Uh, and they, it is, there's going to be a special can release scheduled for July 6th, a couple of days after uh, 4th of July, which is uh, the 6th would be the f- a Friday, so two Fridays from now. Uh, the Forward Assault series, it's a project with the purpose of raising awareness of the many amazing organizations that exist within the mission uh, to help veterans move forward. Backward Flag works with these groups and individuals in designing a unique recipe that is symbolic of their organization or cause. A portion of all proceeds from the several Forward Assault releases will be donated to the respective charities chosen by the collaborative partners. Uh, the first can in the series is Something Missing. It's a unique IPA featuring zero IBUs. Kind of cool. Something's Missing was inspired and brewed in collaboration with Rory Hamill. Rory lost his leg while serving as a Marine in Afghanistan as an activist for veterans' causes. Rory has chosen the We Defy Foundation as the benefiting charity of this release through Brazilian jiu-jitsu and fitness training. The We Defy Foundation provides combat veterans suffering from life-disabling injuries and or PTSD a long-term means to overcome their challenges. That is awesome. So if you're looking for a good a good beer and a great organization to support a charity, the We Defy Foundation, you definitely want to get down to Backward Flag on July 6th when they release this can. Pick up a, you know, a couple six-packs or whatever and know that part of your money is going to a great cause. It's available in four packs of 16-ounce cans through retailers and at Backward Flag Brewing on July 6th. So even if you make a purchase in the store, a portion of the proceeds of that are going to go towards uh, that organization, the We Defy Foundation, which is pretty awesome. So kudos to Rory. Thank you for your service, sir. And uh, again, great things that are happening uh, in the state of New Jersey when it comes to beer. Nationally, though, the next release in Firestone Walker's Luponic Distortion IPA series, uh, a bold new look doubles down on the mantra of flavors through hops. This is a press release from Firestone Walker. This is the 10th release of Luponic Distortion, as brewmaster Matt Brindelson has said. We're magnifying what this series is all about. This latest release features a cross-continental hop blend that just pops with amazing fruit flavors, and it comes with a fresh package reminding everyone that these flavors are derived solely through hops. Uh, number 10, Luponic Distortion number 10, has begun shipping to all of uh, the uh, markets that Firestone Walker is in. Can't wait to try this one. I love Firestone Walker beer. They are one of the best independent beers out there in the country. Stone is great. Coronado's great in California. Uh, there's a lot of good breweries in California, but Firestone Walker simply nails it time after time after time. I mean, I honestly, they are great beers. 
Uh, you definitely want to check them out. Now, Luponic Distortion, of course, not a single beer. It's an ongoing series of beers that rotates roughly every 120 days. Number 10 features a blend of seven hops uh, from all over the Pacific Northwest, Germany, and Australia. The hops, uh, according to Firestone Walker, combine to present fruity aromas and flavors of mango creamsicle, peach ring, and ruby grapefruit. So uh, that is very cool. So it's out now. Uh, it is being distributed to its uh, various distributors. You definitely want to check that out. Uh, if you could pick that up, the Luponic Distortion Number 10 from Firestone Walker. Kudos to those guys uh, out in Paso Robles, California, which is sort of not in the middle of the state, but is. It's above Los Angeles, below San Francisco. Um, it's one of those bucket list trips I have to make one of these days. And then uh, Oscar Blues is releasing a very limited amount of bourbon barrel-aged Mocha 1050 Imperial Stout on July 7th, which is a Saturday and happens to be a National Chocolate Day at the Oscar Blues Boulder, Longmont, and Brevard Taproom locations. Uh, this 10-age fitty was massively doused with unsweetened pure liquid cocoa, uh, cacao, excuse me, made by our friends at Cholaca, and then dosed with hot box roasters cold brew from Mexican coffee beans. Uh, they're going to do numbered wristbands uh, at each of these locations in Boulder, Longmont, and Brevard Tap Rooms only, and that's the only place that you can get them. Uh, they'll be handed out at 9.30 in the morning. Uh, a line could form uh, earlier. They'll uh, Each wristband will have a number on it, and the number matters. Apparently, beers will be sold in the order according to the number system. Uh, they're coming out in, uh, let's see, each person may purchase up to five cans of uh, BA Mocha 10 fitting 19.2-ounce cans. They come in 12-count cases, and if there are any cans left at 3 p.m., both ma- Mountain and Eastern times, a no-limit rule will kick in, and you'll be able to buy uh, as much as you want. The pricing on these beers you'll be able to get uh, let's see, a limited amount will be available on draft, 10 ounces at a time. You will not be able to fill a crawler or growler with this. The pricing for uh, for a 4-ounce pour on draft is 4 bucks. 10-ounce pour is $10. And then, of course, one 19.2-ounce uh, can of Mocha BA 1050 is $15. A case of the 1050 will run you uh, 180 bucks. But, again, you can only get them uh, at the um, Longmont, Boulder, and Brevard uh, North Carolina locations. The other two locations, of course, for Oscar Blues, located in Colorado. So definitely, if you want to, if you're a big fan of that beer, you definitely want to pick that up and check it out. And finally, before we take a break, the White Sox and Budweiser have made a marketing deal official. Uh, the White Sox announcing a multi-year deal with Anheuser Busch uh, last week that gives the nation's largest beer company a long-term presence with the White Sox, a guaranteed rate field. This from uh, Josh Knoll who, is, uh, who uh, writes uh, beer uh, for the Chicago Tribune, who we had on a few weeks ago. Which, by the way, I got a chance. I finally got a chance to finish his book. Josh, tremendous job on the book. It, it, if you wanted a history about craft beer and Goose Island and how it became to be that Goose Island sold uh, to Anheuser-Busch, but also other craft breweries that sold as well, definitely pick up Josh's book. Uh, it is fantastic. We'll give it a plug uh, later on in the program and, of course, uh, as we move forward. Terms of the deal were not released. Uh, the announcement uh, is uh, has ended the White Sox long-term uh, relationship with Miller Brewing. It ended after 30 years before the 2017 season. So you're going to see a lot more uh, Bud and Bud Light at uh, the uh, White Sox, where the White Sox play in Chicago. Uh, you're also going to see uh, a lot more Goose Island. You're already seeing it now. They have uh, Goose Island as a sign on the outfield wall, and they're getting other stuff done. Now, the other interesting thing uh, was that um, Revolution Brewing had a presence inside White Sox Stadium, they had sponsored, uh, let me see if I get this right here on the piece. Uh, I'm trying to find it here in the story. I remember, Revol- yeah, 
Um, they have uh, dozens of smaller independent-owned craft breweries, according to Josh, including Revolution Brewing. They sponsor a left-field tap room, and apparently that deal will not expire at the end of this season and actually expires the following season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens if Revolution decides to re-up there. Uh, they've done a great job with that tap room there from all reports. We'd like to see that continue, but obviously now with AB InBev in there, who knows? They may be pushing Revolution out the door. I hope that 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 does not happen. Now, when we come back after a short break, some more news for you, including pets being allowed at New Jersey breweries could happen. Beer and and uh, uh, cider flavored ice cream in New York could happen. We'll talk about those topics and some more after the break. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. AM nine seven. The answer. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. Every Army National Guard member serves not only to protect the nation, but also their local communities, so they each have a stake in the security and well-being of the neighborhoods where they live and work. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. Since the early days of our republic, the Army National Guard has continued its timeless commitment to guarantee peace and security for all Americans, a proud legacy which has endured for nearly four centuries. To be a guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. Selfless service, it's what inspires the men and women of the Army National Guard to be part of something greater than themselves. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard, aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors & Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills, and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors & Sullivan's free seminars. On Monday, June 25th at the 3 West Club, 3 West 51st Street in Midtown Manhattan at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And on Tuesday, June 26th at Bocelli's Ristorante, 1250 Highland Boulevard in Grasmere, Staten Island at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Can't go to any Connors and Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Just call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Connors and Sullivan. Plan now for later. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Follow me on social media. So easy. On Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Catulo. That's G A W T U L L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. My guest tonight on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Brett Bullock, the head brewer owner of Screamin' Hill Brewery out of Cream Ridge, New Jersey, will join me. That's going to happen uh, about 10 minutes from now. It was a great interview I had with Brett earlier this week uh, discussing the farm, uh, beers that are being canned right now, what's coming up in the future, 
uh, plans for expansion, et cetera, et cetera, and things of that nature. So uh, we will definitely uh, – it, it was a good interview, and it's a great brewery, farm fresh beer. Uh, it, it really doesn't get much better than that. We'll talk to Brett uh, about 10 minutes from now. So some more news and notes to get to, some uh, stuff from Dogfish Head uh, that has come out uh, over the last several weeks. So just in time for July 4th, Dogfish Head has um, announced the release of the Oft Center Your Summer Pack. It is an assortment of canned goodness all wrapped up in a variety 12-pack that features cans of 60-minute IPA, Sequential, Lupu, Lupu Luau IPA, and Namaste White. Um, in addition to containing a broad selection of distinct beers, the Off-Center Your Summer Pack, get this, converts into a functional cooler. All you have to do is open it and add ice. Each of these 12-packs includes a custom Dogfish Head koozie can cooler and offers consumers the chance to win a trip to coastal Delaware for a once-in-a-lifetime Dogfish Head experience. Winners get to hang out at Dogfish Head's Harborfront Hotel and Rebooth uh, Brew Pub, but they will also be lending a hand at the brewery helping prepare the pure culinary ingredients that go into these four delicious beers. That's cool. So it's a, a, um, a case, it's a 12-pack of beer that converts into a cooler, so you're basically saving the environment a little bit. You add ice, comes with a koozie, keep the beers cold uh, while you're drinking them. Obviously, there's only one, so if you have friends, they've got to bring their own koozie or supply them with uh, your own. And then you get a chance to win a trip to the brewery. This is a place I have to get to. I, I have my wife and I have been kind of talking about doing a, a Delaware Baltimore trip. We're going to have to do this because I definitely want to visit the brewery, but I also want to visit the hotel. It's a very cool scene from what I've heard. So uh, I definitely want to get down there. So again, sixty minute IPA, Sequential, uh, Lupau Luau IPA, and the Namaste White uh, will be included in the tw- in the uh, twelve pack. And again, it converts into a cooler. That is super cool. Uh, some and one of the dogfish head news uh, as well that happened. Uh, this was uh, last week. Uh, they have added Liquid Truth Serum to their year-round lineup. Uh, they're uh, bringing back this popular IPA in 16-ounce cans, and uh, they are also. Let's see. This is out. It's uh, they went from a six-pack, 12-ounce bottles to a four-pack, 16-ounce cans. Uh, this is uh, this should be out in stores now or uh, by next week at the very earliest. Or the very latest, excuse me. Um, this is a 7% ABV, 65 IBU. And then later in June, they are also releasing full f- uh, Fruit Full Ford, a twist on the beloved Ford. It's brewed with raspberries, blackberries, boysenberries, and elderberries. It is a Belgian ale uh, that clocks in at between 15 and 18% ABV. Uh, I had their last um, Fort beer, and it was kind of weird. I think I opened it too early. I think that's one of those ones where um, you need to buy it and let it age. Let it sit for a little bit and uh, and, and see how the flavors progress um, a- as they go. I don't think it's really the uh, the, the right idea uh, to be opening that beer right away. I think, that again, that's one of those that you just kind of, you buy it and you let it sit for a little bit um, and, then, uh, and then drink it. But we'll see. So good things from uh, Dogfish Head. Uh, our friends from Heavy Seas sent this over to us. Uh, the Uncharted Water Series by Heavy Sea Beers, Seas Beers, uh, will soon welcome the first new beer of this year, Grand Cru. It's a red wine uh, barrel-aged Belgian Amber Grand Cru. Uh, the limited release available in July in all states where Heavy Seas Beer is distributed. And also for 2018, the Uncharted Water Series uh, will no longer be in 22-ounce bottles. It'll only be available in four-packs 
of 12-ounce bottles. It is an 8.5% ABV. It's an amber-colored Belgian-style Grand Cru, aromas of toast, biscuit, stone fruit, and spice, medium to light-bodied, um, brewed with six different uh, Belgian malts, uh, and there uh, it's been sitting uh, barrel-aged, eight months of Pinot Noir, wine barrel uh, aging. Um, so this is something interesting. Uh, I have to get a, a sample of this. Uh, from the folks at Heavy Seas, uh, to check that out. I do like my Belgian beers. When I'm really in the mood for Belgians, I kind of go on a tear with uh, with tasting different Belgian beers. So uh, I'm excited about that and uh, can't wait to, uh, to try that new offering uh, from the good folks at Heavy Seas. Uh, something interesting that may impact Sand City Brewing um, out of Long Island, the village of Northport earlier this week has set up a public hearing to discuss a proposal to regulate the establishment and operation of craft beer breweries. Officials said the law would add a chapter to the zoning code with specific rules for breweries, making it the first microbrewery code on Long Island. The proposal addresses the strains that breweries create on the village's sewer system. This is from uh, trustee Ian Milligan. The board recently became aware of the effects breweries have on sewage after the opening of Northport's first microbrewery in 2015. That would be Sand City Brewing. Uh, The yeast-filled waste produced by the brewery has altered the breakdown of human waste in the water plant, making it more expensive for the village to process waste. This, again, from trustee Ian Milligan. And uh, Mayor Damon uh, McMullen said, we're not looking to hurt any businesses. We are looking to protect the taxpayers. Under the new law, breweries would need to install an equalization tank to effectively reduce the impacts of waste production and pay a surcharge to cover the excess cost for the sewage treatment facility to dispose of solid and liquid waste. The law would also give the village the right to inspect any treatment facilities and obtain waste samples to prevent excess waste production. In addition, breweries would need to ensure any tasting and retail is conducted indoors and that no noxious fumes or odors escape from the premises. Now, that last one there about the noxious fumes or odors, I, I don't know how you're going to do that. Are you going to prevent uh, you know, the, uh, the smell of hops and stuff from venting uh, to the outdoors? Where are they going to be able to vent it to? Underground? I, I don't really understand that. I get the whole in, in, ensuring any tasting and retailing is conducted indoors, which probably means if they want to set up something outside, a uh, little bit of a beer garden or whatever, they're going to be restricted to doing that. Um, board members have worked with officials and engineers from other communities who have more experience with brewery management to come up with the proposal. Milligan said it would ultimately benefit the brewers since the proposal would help them with current zoning restrictions. We've worked hard to come up with a proposal uh, that we think is fair. The hearing is set for July 17th at 630. Um, Let's hope this doesn't impact Sand City too much. Um, uh, There had been issues with Sand City. They had been... um, uh, you know, there was some some different things that were going on earlier in the year. Obviously, when they have when they release their cans, they have a small space. People are lining up outside. They're trying to get you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know their beer or whatever. And uh, you know, there's bottle sharing and people are drinking publicly. They don't want that to happen. It's a small village. That part of it I get. This other part of you know regulating the waste that comes out of the brewery. This is something that obviously Sand City is going to have to retrofit, and if another brewery comes in, they're going to have to spend money to do that. But obviously that would be built into their budget. How this affects Sand City, I don't know, but it's a story that we will continue to follow, and obviously the hearing is set for mid-July, so we'll follow up uh, later on in July to find out what's going on there. It'll be interesting. We'll see what happens there. But hopefully uh, this does not, uh, you know, this is a, just a small bump in the road for Sand City, and they're able to uh, to do these things. Obviously, they're not going to have people being able to drink outside if this passes. So uh, that's something that you definitely have to uh, look at. Now, apparently, beer and hard cider flavored ice cream will be coming to a store near you. The state assembly in New York had approved a measure that allows beer and hard cider 
to be legally infused into ice cream. It was passed by the Senate last week. It has to be signed by Governor Cuomo. Uh, the uh, State Assembly and, and uh, Senate have wrapped up. They have left their uh, legislative session. So we're not sure if the bill uh, uh, will be signed by Governor Cuomo. Back in 2008, state lawmakers had legalized wine ice cream. Beer and hard cider flavored ice cream had not been legalized. We shall see what happens. We will follow up with that next week. If the governor does sign that budget and if it is in the budget and they are able to get that passed, that would be uh, good news for the good folks in New York City. Um, And then finally, Stone is their fear movie Lions double IPA is now going to be a year round offering. Uh, This is a a new double IPA. I've had it. It is fantastic. I really enjoy it. Uh, It was only going to be a limited release, but now. It will be a uh, uh, Stone Brewing's Richmond, Virginia uh, location. It is their first year-round release, currently exclusive to the East Coast, so you can only get it here in the East. Can't get it in the West, but this will be a full-time beer uh, that will be available in 16-ounce cans and on draft. Uh, Again, it will be brewed only in Richmond, Virginia, and year-round distribution will be focused exclusively across the eastern seaboard. It's an 8.5% ABV, 60 IBU, uh, has that that, uh, quick bite, but they want you to drink it, of course, within 120 days. So uh, good stuff from the folks uh, from Stone. I I really enjoy this a lot. Uh, And again, if you're a fan of Stone and you're out on the West Coast and you're trying to get this beer, you're not going to be able to get it unless you come to the East Coast. When we come back after a short break, Brett Bullock, the head brewer owner of Screamin' Hill Brewery out of Cream Ridge, New Jersey, is going to join me. And that happens next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's mostly cloudy, 64 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. There's about to be a really foul smell in New York City, and a blooming flower is the unlikely source. James Flippen has the malodorous details. Although scientists know it as the Titan Arum, most know it as the corpse flower. And that's because when it blooms, it pulses out a bad smell every minute or so, with some comparing it to rotting meat or, as the name implies, a dead body. You can find it at the New York Botanical Garden, located in the Bronx. It's the fourth such flower to bloom there, dating back to the late 1930s. It only blooms about every 10 years, so you'll want to check it out. Or for those of us with a more sensitive sense of smell, maybe not. James Flippin, NBC News Radio, New York. Police are investigating after a man was stabbed to death in his own driveway in Jamaica, Queens. Cops say the man, identified as 70-year-old George Bartoli, was found face down in his driveway on 104th Avenue at around 10 last night. He had stab wounds to the neck. Cops say they are investigating it as a domestic violence incident. A knife was reportedly found not far from the home. In sports, it's the Dodgers won and the Mets won. They're in the top of the third at City Field. The Yankees lost again. They were shut out by Tampa Bay, 4 to nothing. And the Major League Soccer, very late in the second half, the Red Bulls leading FC Dallas 3-0. Time to check the traffic, 15 at the outbound Holland Tunnel. The Lincoln looking good either way. And now on the outbound lower level of the George Washington Bridge, a multi-vehicle crash blocking the left lane underneath the apartments. On the Garden State Parkway through Clifton, a crash in the right lane northbound after exit 154. You now know how not to go. The weather forecast for tonight, cloudy, showers and storms tapering off, low 65 to 70. And then on Sunday, partly to mostly cloudy, afternoon showers and storms, high of 85. Monday, partly to mostly sunny, 85. Sunny, breezy Tuesday, high of 80 degrees. I'm Dave Benning on AM 970, The Answer. 
It's summertime, and that means weekends at the Jersey Shore. But don't fear, Staten Islanders, you won't be far from your precious Danino's Thin Crust Pizza. Visit Danino's in Brick, New Jersey when you're at the shore for delicious thin crust pizza that made Danino's famous. All fresh ingredients all the time. Try Danino's Classic Cheese Pie or maybe the Bacon Buffalo Chicken and Ranch Pie. How about a Danino's crowd favorite? The Assoluta Pie, Rigotta, fresh mozzarella, seasoned arugula, and add fresh prosciutto for a finishing touch. Unbelievable. And no matter what you choose, you won't be disappointed. Danino's has been a landmark on Staten Island since 1937, but they've also been bringing great thin crust pizza to New Jersey for many years now, with locations in both Brick and Aberdeen. And most recently, they're bringing that special and consistent taste of Danino's to Manhattan's Greenwich Village. Visit their website for all locations. That's Danino's.com, D-E-N-I-N-O-S.com. Get ready for the best pizza experience of your life, Danino's. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. Thousands of doctors, health specialists, and professionals recommend Balance of Nature as a way of improving their health. Listen to a few unsolicited success stories from doctors that use Balance of Nature as well. Scientific research has shown that many cancers and lifestyle diseases can be prevented with a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. This prevention comes from the phytochemicals in the plants. I take Balance of Nature because I know, I've seen it in my lab, and I know that it works. I've seen the immune response increase, I've seen your DNA repair capacity increase, and I've seen DNA protection. And that, to me, as a scientist, rings so true. When you call, use discount code THEANSWER, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. This is a band I have got to go and see. They're playing in New York in October. The record company, they got a new album out. I am definitely going to check them out. Me and my boy Mark have to head into the city uh, for this one. Follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Now, my guest on the cast was back, was on the program uh, in our first year of operation, and I am so looking forward to chatting with him again. Uh, I ran into him a couple weeks ago at the brewery. He's the owner and operator of a beautiful farm brewery in Cream Ridge, New Jersey. Now, they don't. not only do they have beer, but great pumpkins, Christmas trees. This is just an awesome farm. If you're looking for a day to just go and hang out with the family and have some fun, fall time, summer, spring, whatever, it's great. But the best part is... They got beer on the farm, and it's right past Six Flags in Jackson, New Jersey. He makes great, fresh farm ingredient beer. Their slogan, from our fields to your glass. Enough said. ScreamingHill.com. Leave off the G there. It's S-C-R-E-A-M-I-N, Hill.com. That's the website for more information and the hours of when the brewery is in operation. Let me welcome back Brett Bullock to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Brett, how are you? I'm doing great, Al. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Now, Brett, when we last spoke over a year ago, you were well on the way to making the brewery as close to 100% sustainable as possible. How far have you gotten as of this year? Uh, we're pretty close. There's Some beers are 100% grown on the farm. Uh, barley, wheat, rye, hops. Um, our, our farmhouse ale is one of those. Um, that one we is, is fermented in a fooder, and it's, it's proudly 
brewed with all ingredients grown right here on the farm. Um, and the rest of our beers were up to uh, anywhere from 80 to 100 um, percent is, is grown on the farm here, including, like I said, grain. Uh, we grow seven varieties of hops. We grow lots of um, different fruits and vegetables on a small scale that end up in seasonal beers. Um, so we, we keep adding uh, crops to it all the time. Especially your pumpkin beers. Obviously, they're from the pumpkins from the farm themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's about 150 pounds of pumpkin in every batch. Wow. And then we, it's, a, it's a long process. That is awesome. And, I ha- and, folks, I have to tell you, if you go down there during pumpkin season, he ha- the, the farm, Bullock Farms, has the most unique pumpkins I've ever seen. It's not just orange pumpkins. There's white. There's green. There's all these different shapes and sizes. Uh, they take you on a little tour you know, through the farm while you're heading out to the pumpkin patch. It is definitely well worth it. And if you go on a Friday or Saturday, uh, Saturday when you come back, Stop the brewery for a beer or two. Believe me, uh, it is worth uh, it is worth the trip. Now you're on to the third beer that you are canning. Uh, wheat, did you say? Which is uh, one of your IPAs. What was the first that you decided to can, and why that particular beer to start, and not say an IPA? Uh, the first, the, the, well, the first one we brewed was our pumpkin ale, right. um, and then we've done a couple of IPAs since then. Um, this wheat, did you say IPA, has just been become a really really popular beer. Um, it just flies in the tap room and. Uh, so we figured we'd brew again another batch just specifically for cans. Uh, and so we're going to start to try start to try doing that more often and have some of the more really popular beers and cans available to go. Because other than that, we just do growlers. Right. Um, and so the the cans add kind of another nice product line to the mix. We're talking with Brett Bullock, the owner operator of Screamin' Hill Brewery, located in beautiful Cream Ridge, New Jersey. Screamin' Hill, leave the G off on Screamin' there. Dot uh, uh, com is the uh, website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So I wanted to talk to you about that, Brett. Uh, I'm finding a lot more breweries are going the canning route uh, and even using crowlers, which seem to be uh, very popular as opposed to growlers. Uh, Obviously, you have not started using crowlers yet. Uh, Are crowlers not cost-effective for a brewery of your size? You know, we we looked into it a couple of years ago um, and just decided to stay with growlers uh, only because we just have a really good growler business. Our customers seem to love the the idea of the growlers and never really had a complaint about it not lasting long enough. Everybody always says, well, it's not going to last that long anyway, so (laughs) it'll be gone in a few days. um, So we just kind of never saw um, enough of a need for us to go that route. We kind of just planned on going straight to cans um, once we got to that – production level where we where we could do that um so we kind of just uh just decided it wasn't the right thing for us and are you doing the canning yourself or is it a mobile operation that comes in mobile operation yeah we're having somebody come in the bottling we do ourselves we do some bottling of of um, specialty beers like barrel aged beers we're actually Mm -hmm. bottling our farmhouse uh ale in the next few weeks which we're really excited about uh that stuff we do in house um uh, the rest of it's yeah uh, mobile. Yeah, because obviously for space limitations, if you've if you've been to the brewery, the brew, the the actual barn in which they serve the beer is very small. So obviously, uh, to have a, a canning operation like that, you'd require you know a bit more size, and you don't want to do that yet. Uh, you know on the property. The other issue that I'm finding, Brett, down in South Jersey, uh, some mun- municipalities placing restrictions on a lot of different things with the tasting rooms. No pets, no food trucks, food can't be delivered, etc. Are you encountering any of that from the town of Cream Ridge or from the state itself? We haven't encountered anything from our town. Our town has been pretty supportive of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, we don't really do a lot of that stuff. We, we just kind of keep it bare bones, so we really haven't tried to do much stuff to cause um, anybody to come in and tell us to stop. We try to keep it kind of basic. We let people bring in food, um, but, um, you know, we, we don't really – 
do much food trucks. We do it um, seasonally when we're when we have pumpkin picking open. Right. Um, but specifically for the brewery, we just haven't done that. Uh, but we're really fortunate to have a municipality that um, likes having us here and is um, you know is happy that we're here. So we haven't really had any any problems. Um, locally, which is, is very nice. Yeah, and I have to tell you, a couple of weeks ago when I stopped by the brewery, I, I'm heading over to my aunt's house who lives literally, I mean, five minutes away, and I said, I'm driving my mom, and I have my, my wife in the car and my son, and I said to my, my mom, I said, look, we have to make a stop at the brewery here because I want to pick up uh, some of the cans of wheat. Did you say? And, of course, my mom looks at me at 80 years old looking at me like, what do you need to get beer for? Why are you going to a farm to get beer? And I'm like, Mom, you don't understand. It's really good, and I need to stop, and I'm here, and so I want to stop. And so she she's in the car with my wife and my son, and I get out, and she's yelling at me like, don't collapse while you're walking across the farm there to get your beer. Don't they? You know, she's constantly ribbing me. But I have to tell you, it is so worth the trip. And when I'm down in the area and it's a Friday night or a Saturday, I have to come by and stop by the brewery because, really, you guys do fantastic stuff. And, and kudos to you and your staff there. Uh, you're doing a great job. We're talking with Brett Bullock, the owner-operator of Screaming Hill Brewery, uh, located in beautiful Cream Ridge, New Jersey, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Brett, you mentioned that the uh, farmhouse uh, Al, I guess is going to be coming out in bottle uh, very soon. What other beers are going to be coming out of the tanks in the near future? Um, we've got a few um, favorites coming back. Our, our tap list rotates a lot, so beers tend to kind of go away and come back. We've got our Desperado IPA is coming back soon, which is kind of our flagship IPA. We have another IPA called Screaming Magnolia coming out. Uh, I'm excited about our summer seasonal, which we call Heirloom Ale. Um, that one won't be brewed for probably another month. We use um, heirloom tomatoes that I grow on the farm in addition to basil and sea salt. So it's a really refreshing, um, kind of weird-sounding, but uh, very well-balanced summer seasonal. Um, we are working on a few other summer beers, um, some more um, mixed fermentation stuff. Um, and uh, we're, we're, we've got a lot of stuff in the works that are that are kind of long-term. We've got some sours that we've been working on for about a year and a half that we're hoping to start releasing later this year um, in limited quantities. Um, so a lot of new stuff coming out that we're really excited about. You, you piqued my curiosity here with the heirloom tomatoes and the basil. What is this type of beer? Is it a goza? Is it a, a, it's a, just an ale? It's not technically a goza because it's just normal uh, Saccharomyces fermentation. There's no there's no wild stuff in there. Mm. Um, it's just a, it, it's, it's a really subtle addition of, of sea salt, and it just kind of balances it um you don't really get any any one of those ingredients coming at you okay. uh it just kind of balances together nicely to make this really oddly refreshing summer beer and, and it doesn't look like tomato juice or a bloody mary no no not at all no, <laughs> no. that's that is that i honest when you when you said that at first tomatoes and basil i'm going is he making sauce or is he making beer <laughs> we've I, i'll be honest we've tried it a few times and it didn't turn out but last time this this last batch we brewed was um we were really really pleased with so we're, we're excited to do that one that's, again that is awesome, and that's got to be the fu- that's got to be one of the th- obviously to make to, to make money is obviously a nice thing to you know to support the farm and and everything else is an you know an ancillary part of the farm, but it's got to be really cool to be able to play with ingredients like that, especially that you're growing them at the farm, and then for the for the the fruit or vegetables to come to fruition the way it does, and it comes out the 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 way you want it to taste. That's got to be pretty awesome. And the heirloom tomatoes for me was cool because I had a little heirloom tomato business going that I started when I came back to work on the farm. I, I used to grow like 50, 60 different kinds of heirloom tomatoes, and I, I sold them wholesale to a bunch of uh, restaurants and, and grocery stores locally and um, kind of had to give it up when the brewery took off. So it was cool to be able to combine that and bring that back into the beer. And um, that, that was a really cool one for me. I, I really enjoyed that one. Excellent. And now uh, last question for me, Brett. Any plans to expand the tasting room at all, or are you content to leave uh, what you have as is? 
working on an expansion. We have been working on it for quite a while. It's a very slow process. Uh, we'd like to build a new barn on the farm, you know, still right in the same farm, just in a different field. So it would be building a, a new new structure from the ground up. Um, so it's just taking a very long time to plan it because it is a pretty big project. But, yeah, our, our, our hope is to do that. Uh, we hope to we hope to be able to start making some progress very t- very soon. And and any plans to to expand the canning operate to expand the canning to put them in uh, cans in the liquor stores and stuff? Or do you want to just keep it uh, farm centric? It's probably just going to be on the farm mm-hmm. until we can get enough volume to to make that worthwhile. But for now, it's it's pretty much all we can handle just to keep it in house. Gotcha. Uh, so that's that's the current plan. Excellent. My guest has been Brett Bullock, the owner operator of Screaming Hill Brewery, located in beautiful Cream Ridge, New Jersey. Screaming. Uh, Screaming Hill, excuse me, ScreamingHill.com. Leave off the G there. Uh, as the website for more information, there's a list of hours and stuff. And, of course, visit the farm as well, Bullock Farms. There's lots of great stuff to do there. It is a lot of fun. It is definitely worth the trip. You're heading down to Six Flags, Great Adventure anyway. Just take an extra five, six minutes to go down the road. It's the first right past Great Adventure. Uh, take the road. You'll see the horse farm, and then you see a little cemetery. You hook a right. The farm is right there. It's a great place to go to. Brett, thanks so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Al. Great talking to you. You got it. When we come back, suds and duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder. The Larry Elder Show. That wouldn't be Chuck Schumer in 2014, would it be? People who enter the United States without our permission are illegal aliens, and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who entered the U.S. legally. I have a question. I've asked this before. It is a rhetorical question. Do you honestly believe if 80% of illegals turned citizens, turned voters, would likely vote Republican, we'd have this problem? The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. You may know me as a comic with a knack for punchlines, but today I have a serious message. Like me, you probably know a relative, a friend, or a co-worker whose life has been upended by cancer. You yourself may be facing cancer like I did, but fighting cancer doesn't have to be done alone. At Trinitas Comprehensive Cancer Center in Elizabeth, dedicated and experienced oncologists and skilled nurses stand beside patients all the way, from diagnosis through treatment. The entire staff works together to devise the most effective range of treatment therapies, for each and every patient. Cancer Care Navigators help patients manage all the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of living with cancer. And in a caring, compassionate, and uplifting setting, Trinitas Comprehensive Cancer Center brings a comforting and targeted approach to cancer care. So take a moment to call the Trinitas Comprehensive Cancer Center at 908-994-8000 to get more information about cancer care delivered with the whole patient in mind. 908-994-8000. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as we talk with the experts about the latest news, politics, issues of faith, the culture, and entertainment. It's all about us. It's all about the truth wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Don't miss the new afternoon drive show, Cats at Night, with John Katsimatidis, Wednesdays at 5 p.m., exclusively on AM 970, The Answer.
final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, iTunes, Google Play, you just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show. We'll get the suds and duds in uh, just a moment. A couple of other little news notes that I wanted to get to. Um, and the New Jersey State Legislature having problems right now. They want to pass a budget. Uh, Governor Murphy does not want to pass their budget. He wants them to pass his budget. There's kind of a butting of the heads. Uh, so as of um, as of the, the time of this recording, which was uh, Thursday uh, morning, uh, they had not passed a budget. And it didn't look like anything was going to happen. Now, that may have changed in the last 48 hours, but uh, to be honest with you, probably not. So we may have... Uh, an impasse in Trenton, and we may have a government shutdown next week if a budget does not get passed. But a couple of the laws that are trying to be passed, of legislation that's trying to be passed, uh, Senator Mike Doherty uh, of uh, District uh, 23 uh, has introduced a bill that would allow dogs in sampling and tasting areas throughout New Jersey. Now, this is another one of these touchy subjects in New Jersey where some places were allowing dogs in the breweries, uh, others were not. Some of them were allowing them outside on the patio area, not allowing them in the brewery. And then a lot of um, municipalities started cracking down on this. Last week we touched on uh, Egg Harbor City telling people, uh, telling the uh, people in the town that had breweries you couldn't have food trucks even on private property, but that you could have a li- if you paid for a license you could do it. Uh, and part of that reason I think was a little bit of bias from the mayor of that town who owns a restaurant that apparently is not doing well. So now. Uh, this whole thing with the dogs now at breweries, a lot of people were up in arms about that. I don't have an issue with a dog in a brewery. As long as the dog is not in the area where they're actually making the beer, if the dog is out in the brewery where they're pouring it, there really isn't any risk of contamination. I mean, it's not as if the dog is licking the taps. Let's be honest with you. In a lot of places, I know the local place by my house, not a brewery, obviously, it's a restaurant, they do a yappy night uh, once a week during the summertime, and they'll have dogs outside on the patio. They'll provide water for the dogs so that the dogs can stay hydrated. Um, And it's a nice little thing. I don't have an issue with this at the breweries. So uh, Senator Mike Darty has introduced a bill. Uh, This was in response after uh, Chigmeister in Hackettstown was forced to no longer uh, allow the dogs. This is a direct quote from Darty. We've heard from brew pub operators that many customers who stop in for a tasting have their dogs in tow, which creates conflicts with public health officials who don't like pets in establishments where food or drink is consumed. It's possible to meet the demands of customers without sacrificing the cleanliness we expect when we visit our microbreweries. And again, I think if you're not inside the physical brewery itself, I don't see why dogs can't be in the tasting room. As long as they're on a leash, the owner is keeping an eye on them. It's the same thing with kids in a brewery. I don't really have too much of an issue of small children being in a brewery with their parents because they want to get out for a little bit, but the parents have to be responsible enough to take care of those children. And I also think when it comes to the kids in breweries, if it's a Friday or a Saturday and it's particularly crowded, I think that's where the brewery needs to step in and say, look, you, you, you can't bring your kids you know, at, at 8, 9 o'clock at night when the place is packed and we're trying to serve people. You want to bring them 2, 3 in the afternoon when it's not super crowded uh, at certain times. That's one thing. But when it gets really crowded, then I have an issue with it. But getting back to the dogs. So in the legislation, dogs would be allowed to be in areas of licensed microbreweries where brewed products are consumed. However, dogs would not be allowed in areas where brewed products are made or areas where they risk contaminating clean equipment, glassware, or related articles in the area designated for the consumption of brewed products. Staff of the microbreweries would also not be allowed to have direct contact with dogs while working. And if they did, they would be required to wash their hands. This is simple. It's very simple why they have to have a law in the books 
to enforce this is is ridiculous. It's common sense. And honestly, I think it's a waste of the legislature's time. But listen, let's get that law in the book so that, that we can have a final definitive word on it uh, here in New Jersey. And hopefully, uh, you know, Governor Murphy and the uh, state and the assembly pass a budget and this uh, piece of legislation is in there. But really, folks, it's common sense. It really is a common sense bottom line. Of course, you're not going to have the dog go back there. And of course, the the, the, the person who's working behind the, uh, the bar who's pouring the beer, you touch the dog, you go and wash your hands. It's common sense, people. I mean, really. It's not that this is not uh, that difficult. So uh, let's hope uh, that that happens. Another quick news note that I want to get to before we get to suds and duds. Uh, Funky Buddha releasing next week on June 30th their uh, Triple Lindy uh, Black Courant. It's a small batch series, uh, a Belgian-style triple, a uh, complex blend of malts, 100% real sugar. It is a Pilsner-like in body and appearance, height and ABV of 9.3%. Uh, Black Currants balances the malty sweetness in Belgian esters. With a tart, refreshing finish. This is from our good folks at uh, Funky Buddha down in Florida. Uh, that's going to be released in the tap room next Saturday, June 30th. 22-ounce bottles go on sale for $13 with no purchasing limits as well. And then bottles and draft will also hit distribution following the brewery release. So good stuff from the folks at Funky Buddha. But again, you know, when we're micromanaging every single thing in terms of laws when it comes to breweries, it's ridiculous. It gets It, it really does end up getting overwhelming. So... I really think that this is the with the issue with the dogs. It's common sense. And look, and if you're offended by it, there's a dog there, and you don't want to be there, and you have allergies or whatever. All right, then maybe you got to come back another time, or maybe the brewery has to set up designated hours when you can. If the, let's say the brewery's open from noon to eight. Okay, let's say the first two hours the brewery's open, dog friendly. The last, you know, six hours or whatever, not dog friendly, or split it up four. And four. I don't know, but honestly, this is this is. To me, it's not something that I think should be legislated, but there you go. Hopefully, though, you get a law on the books, then people can stop with this infighting. And don't get me started with the whole food trucks and food delivery things at breweries. It's ridiculous. I think this is just a play by the restaurant unions to try and extract more cash uh, from brewery owners because the the, uh, microbrewery in New Jersey is becoming a success. It's making profits, and it's about small business, which I hate to say it, and I don't mean to make this political, Governor Murphy's trying to kill here. I mean, honestly. I think he's trying to kill this. Uh, he's in bed with the unions, and I think he's trying to do everything he can to prevent these breweries uh, from flourishing. But if I, listen, if I'm wrong, tell me so. I would love to have Governor Murphy on this program to talk about beer. Guaranteed he'll never show up on this program. Uh, let's get to suds and duds. This is the segment where I, I discuss the various beers that I've had over the last week or so, and I'll tell you whether I like them or not. Uh, started off with a puff by Six Point Brewery, and uh, forgive me, but I had been imbibing Last Friday night at my son's, uh, while well, he was at his eighth grade dance, and this was afterwards, I posted this up on um, Untapped, and you can follow me there, at Catulo, and I wrote The Magic Dragon. Delicious. And it was. It was very good. Uh, real nice uh, IPA. Uh, goes down real smooth. You definitely want to check out uh, Puff from uh, Six Point Brewery. I had a uh, great, you know, real quick, um, Whole Foods has these little um, restaurants in their various restaurants all over New Jersey, New York, you know, wherever a Whole Foods is. So I, we, my wife and I stopped at the Whole Foods in uh, Metuchen, and they have a Mexican place. It's called Comida Fresca, and they have all these Lucha Libre wrestler pictures on the walls. They make these great street tacos with jalapenos in them. They're fantastic. But they also serve margaritas in there, and they serve local fresh beer. So one of the beers they had on tap from Wet Ticket Brewing, a Rawway Pale Ale. It went perfectly with my street tacos. Cut the heat from the jalapeno. It was excellent. Nice little place. Uh, just really, really well done. We have one in the Clark Bar at our one in uh, Clark, New Jersey. 
you know, burgers and pizza fare, whatever. But this one, the Comida Fresca with the uh, street tacos, and we had chips and guacamole, outstanding. They have quesadillas there as well. Definitely want to check it out. It's in Metuchen, the Whole Foods in Metuchen, and they have great Jersey beer on tap, and you can have yourself a killer margarita as well. Then for Father's Day, had an Allagash uh, Map 40, a stout with a wonderful coffee flavor, nice spice and chocolate, too. It was delicious. Uh, a low ABV. Uh, on this one for a stout. So a nice, easy-drinking stout. Uh, it was really delicious. I, I enjoyed that very much. And then a beer that we had spotlighted about a month or so ago from Kona Brewing, uh, Gold Cliff IPA. This had come out from Kona back in, I think it was late late April, early May. Uh, a very pineapple-forward IPA, but not overly so. Sometimes uh, brewers get a little too carried away with fruit flavors that they want to just, they want to hit you in the mouth with it, and they want it to stay with you. I like you know, fruits in my beers that kind of, they get you, but then kind of back off a little bit, and you kind of ride that smoothness uh, down the line. This one uh, does that as well. A, a quick bite, smooth going down to the pineapple, very tasty, a little bit juicy. I, I don't know if this is the Hawaiian take on the juicy IPA, but if it is, it's a very good one. And again, it's not overly so. Like, uh, there are some juicy IPAs that I really enjoy, um, that I just love the juiceness in it, and I want to just drink over and over again. And uh, Lionel, who we've had as a guest on the Joe Piscopo Show, Loves to make fun of the fact that, look, I'm drinking a beer that looks like orange juice. And you know what? He's right. It does look like a glass of orange juice, but it is delicious and refreshing, and it does pack a little bit of a punch. This one does the job without just being so aggressive about it. And, you, you know, you got to be careful when you're mixing those types of fruits, the pineapples and, and the oranges and those those types of things within the beer because they could get away from you and and be too strong. But this one... Really hits the mark from Kona. Uh, enjoyed it a lot. Gold Cliff IPA, if you see it in stores right now, get it. Yes, I know it's an AB InBev product, but you know what? It's a really good beer. And, you know, for eight ninety nine a six-pack, uh, economical as well if you're looking to save uh, a few coins. But, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Brett Bullock, the head brewer, owner of Screaming Hill Brewery out of Cream Ridge, New Jersey. Get down to the farm at Bullock Farms. You'll see Screaming Hill Brewery. They're open Friday and Saturday. Uh, it is a great place right past Great Adventure, Six Flags Great Adventure. You just go right past the exit. Uh, the first right you can make, go past the horse farms. You're going to come up to a cemetery. When you hit the cemetery, make a right-hand turn. The farm is right there. It is gorgeous, and Brett makes fantastic, delicious beer. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show. At, actually, no, back Tuesday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. I'm actually off on Monday. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.